0: Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Man Up or Shut Up. Um, today, we have an interesting topic we're going to be discussing. The topic is the future of Christianity where we think things are heading and what the Bible teaches our views and opinions and where we think we are exactly right now. And just, we're going to go around, start with, um, getting everybody's views, you know, the drill and we'll see where the conversation goes from there. So we'll go jump right into it. Let's start with Roman. Oh yeah. And of course we have Roman, we have Dimitri, and obviously we don't have Victor. So sadly, oh, he's not well, Victor
1: is too busy. Um, you know, milking those goats. <laughs> hey,
0: it's an awesome farmer. He's he's probably, I'm, I think he's getting tired of that joke. He's like, okay, guys, stop it. Will no, no, but, but, but don't, and don't, no until he finally gets his act together. So. Yeah, I think he's just so <laughs> disappointed that we don't have a thousand followers or uh, subscribers yet. So he's like, you guys aren't worthy to see me until we get closer to that amount. So exactly. he's, he's not even showing his presence today. So. He gets easily discouraged like a real man. Exactly. that's a real man you don't like something just don't join or just get offended <laughs> anyway so again our topic is the future of christianity uh let's go ahead and start with roma talk to us a little bit well, for
1: for big churches my biggest problem is is that uh right now they seem to be bending over for literally anything and everything, especially this woke culture nowadays. I like, think about it, right. Um, uh, Hillsong, for example, they had, they had, uh, worship leaders that were out as gay, right? So they weren't, they weren't, uh, straight and they didn't follow the, the normal relationship that the Bible talks about. Right. So, um, my my concern is is that a lot of younger kids, and I don't know if you guys have seen this in your uh, world, but I've seen it in mine. A lot of younger kids leave the church, leave the flock, leave the 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 Christian faith, and one of the main reasons they cre- they leave the faith is because it's no longer being taught. Like what's being taught in school is, I mean, in church is almost nothing. Like for example, when I was a kid, I remember uh, going to Sunday school and and. uh getting taught the bible right um i remember us having interactions with well what you would think would be important for my future right um especially the the like bible basics uh whereas in like if you talk to i talk to my younger siblings and what they go through sunday school and is almost it's it's totally different like for example they'll basically the sunday school they come in the teacher turns on veggie tales or something and then goes oh goes up on and like you know goes and sits on her phone for for two hours because you know rather than trying to educate the the upcoming uh generation trying to teach them the basics of the bible which is literally our foundation in, in, in christianity you have you have people who are neglecting the next generation and unfortunately if that keeps up there will be a collapse in the church and it's not just and it's not just you know uh, sunday school that's a problem it's just as a general rule the church itself doesn't teach enough of the bible they go too much on what they think and not enough of what god thinks um and for me personally like when i see that in the bible or i I see that in churches it, it it worries me it worries me a lot because i know um without that foundation the you know, you're building a house on sand, you know, uh, yeah. Jesus did, did have a parable where he said, you know, the, and he threw the seeds and some of it landed on, you know, fertile soil, but some of it fell on soil that was rocky or some of it fell on this shallow soil that came up really quickly. Right. And that's, that's my imagination of today's generation. It comes up very easily, but then the smallest thing, like, you know, we talked, we talked about evolution at one point or another in one of our episodes. Uh, you know, where someone mentioned something about evolution, going, like, "Oh, you're right. It's probably nothing. Uh, let me just throw my whole entire faith out the window because, again, the the foundations are not there." So, anyway, that's my. Sorry, that was a bit long. But. No,
2: that was good. No, uh, that was
1: very good. <laughs> good
2: stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I completely agree with you. The biggest thing is like, um, is that uh, you know, there was. A time in christianity where it was all like rules 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 laws 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 you know kind of you know forcing things on people and then um and then the church actually went like a complete opposite direction then you know uh it went it went uh you know so that was kind of like people people are like don't think because the church you know because within christianity there was like you're not allowed to think you know it's rules rules you know don't think nothing like this um and Christians were not taught to think, you know, mm-hmm. and then what happened is that uh, the world, they started getting into the scientific, you know, a, a very every, the world started getting very scientific. They start teaching evolution and all this, and they started pretty much destroying the faith of many Christians because Christians, you know, they're asking Christians questions, but Christians were not taught to think. They were only like, just don't think, rules, rules, laws, laws, you know? And then so Christians, most Christians had to go, la, 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 I don't hear anything. I I believe in Jesus. You know, that's just kind of how they had to maintain because they did not know how to answer the unbelievers or of anything that they would criticize Christianity about. And many Christians started exiting outside uh, they started leaving christianity many of the young people start leaving christianity and what did most people think oh they're leaving because churches are too boring churches are too strict okay pastors they start they need they now we need to start dressing all trendy we need to start wearing the tight jeans and the you know the queer looking hair you know and we need to add you know uh you know we need to add you know uh cool lights, you know, have like a bar atmosphere in our churches. We need to add coffee machines. We need to be, feel, uh, we need to uh, have feel-good music, you know, in our churches. And this is basically was their solution for many. We need to touch positivity. We need to cut down on all the strict rules. That's the problem. We need to just grace, grace, you know, that's what, that's what we need to do. And basically, and then, you know, so Christians, Christians were basically just strict laws with rules, and don't think, and then it went to like, you know, went to a different extreme of everything is soft, you know, uh, cold hell, you know, uh, cold hell, you know, soft God, good devil, things like that. Um, And they went into like just just complete trendiness, accepting everybody, you know, just making pretty much making the church very, very watered down. And for a little while, you know, churches seemed like they filled up again. You know, churches filled up again and like – waving flags everything feels so good you know um good feelings but then it's like then everything started getting built on good feelings and then same thing the world still confronted the church and christians are still like i'm retarded i don't know anything you know pretty because because everything is built on good feelings happy happy thoughts Mm -hmm. you know that's what it all is and again so christianity continues to fall apart and right now i know that christians many christians have finally realized they have learned that it is very important to actually understand the bible it's un- it's important to understand The history of Christianity. It's important to understand the future of Christianity. It's understand, understand. It's important to understand science. It's important to understand psychology. It's important to basically Christians have many Christians. I've noticed that have finally understood that, um, that apologetics is actually extremely important in church, you know, not in the not in the terms of Apologize. apologizing <laughs> for like,
0: I'm sorry for being. Some a- people get this idea. that yeah. Apologetics is you
2: just apologizing to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for being- a- No, apologetics basically means you're able to explain yeah. things to the unbelievers, you know, in their own way. They're like, oh yeah, what about evolution? And you're like, oh, you want to talk about evolution? Let's talk about evolution. Yeah. Well, what but, about-
1: which is a good uh, call out to cross-exam because they have really good apologetics there i don't always agree with everything they say for example some of them do believe in the gap theory for evolution or or have like a questionable uh, look on evolution but the fact is is that they do have a lot of scholars that do read the bible and uh that is i I wish more people who were knowledgeable in this would be pastors or would be youth pastors in particular i I, like i said again my my biggest thing is i really do think it's the youngest generation. Sorry, Dimitri, I interrupted you a little bit. I All just right. want to call out cross-examined. So,
2: I will try not to cry too hard into my pillow tonight. But um, – But basically, yeah, you are, you are correct. You know, things like cross-examine, you know, I mean, even like what Dr. Ken Hovind is doing, you have a lot of, I mean, it's just very, very awesome to see, you know, I mean, I like, for example, David Wood, I really love listening to David Wood. Um, He used to be an atheist. He became a, he became a Christian and he's, he's almost, he's able to pretty much on any topic, able to destroy, you know, people from other religions, you know, with, you know, it's like, you want to talk logic, let's talk logic when it comes out. So basically this is how Christians are supposed to be. They're supposed to be able to, fight with any ground, like, hey, let's fight with swords, okay, (laughs) fight sword, hey, here's fight with broomsticks, all right, I'll be able, you know, spiritually speaking, obviously, the Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers, you know, of darkness in high places, that's our battle, you know, our our battle is spiritual battle, you know, and obviously, it's also not bad to be able to fight physically if you need to you know but that's yeah. something we avoid at all costs you know we do not want to spill any blood in a street but you know christians were not exempt from never picking up a sword if it's absolutely necessary you know um but i do have a very positive through all of the history of what i went through christianity and every, where christianity is at right now what i'm seeing going on right now and where christianity is heading i'm actually very optimistic uh, with uh with what's going on in christianity and i believe christianity's really (coughs) gaining momentum right now and i think we're we're we are in a process of seeing a very big division between the world again because like there was sort of a time when the world and christianity kind of united you know uh and then all of a sudden it's like starts dividing again and right now we're seeing a uh, exodus like sort of like out of egypt you know the israelites left egypt so we're seeing we're at a time i think where we're seeing a great exodus of christians and christians and un are b- being divided and christians are being equipped and and the people who are in the middle you know the lukewarm Christian, they're at the part of being spat out they will not be able to remain in the middle. And this is a this is a, I'll let you hear talk in a second, because I know I'm also got gone a little too fired long. Come on. But basically, we are <laughs> <laughs> so basically um, right now we are living, <laughs> living in a time of basically where Christians are making have to make that decision. And it's very motivating because the Christians that I saw five ten years ago yell at me like Demetri you're too mean you need to show the love of Jesus Christ about like oh everything you do is fine everything's good don't
0: worry about it be- basically being nicer than Jesus yeah being it. nicer than Jesus and then all sudden now I see those
2: Christians some of them seems like they joined the dark side um, those who claim to be Christians but many of them they're speaking out just like I was five, 10 years ago. And, and and it's like very, very motivating. And those Christians that kind of, you know, told, you know, try to uh, tell me to stop doing that right now they're speaking up and they're speaking all these things. And it's yeah. just very motivating to see. And um, yeah, so I have pretty good, I
0: have, I have good feelings about future of Christians.
1: So it's Peter's turn, I guess.
0: That's Finally. Awesome. Well, yes. I, think, I think Dimitri pretty much said everything that wraps up our show guys. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> no, that's so true. Yeah, I definitely believe,
1: you know, the Bible and it, you know, are we frozen?
0: Do you hear me?
1: You guys were frozen for a while there. Um,
2: Where did we stop?
1: Basically, he said, "I believe," and that was about it. So, and that's like, it. like, like, like his, his whole deep. his whole conversation basically was cut. Uh, one of these good. days, you know, if we ever get anywhere, we'll we'll buy these guys a good internet connection, and they'll exactly. stop being dropped. Please in the don't middle of our conversation. <laughs> maybe
0: uh, let's open up a Patreon account. Yeah, people a Patreon account, it. or what do you call it? Yeah, Patreon so people,
1: account. Well, get Dimitri and Peter better services.
0: Yeah. anyway so what i'm saying is before i was rudely interrupted by my terrible internet service (laughs) is that uh i believe in the bible and where things are heading based on the revelations and i i'm also optimistic i think basically right now there's gonna be more and more division between the christians and the non-christians basically it's going to be harder and harder to sit on the fence and kind of be this wishy-washy person of kind of please everybody you know and sometimes it's easy to get into that mindset of just wanting everyone to be your friends you know everybody to like you you know i think we all kind of sometimes have that and just you want everybody to like you so whenever you get a mean comment like we got once on the evolution thing it's our first hate comment thank you you know Sometimes think you think he deleted they... it. what yeah, was that
1: which i think he deleted it he deleted i
0: was actually wondering yeah i went no. on there and i didn't see i was I thought maybe you just didn't approve no
1: no i i it, would yeah, I'm, I, I don't, of I'm a, not going to cura- curate our comments. I don't care. So, no, it was, <laughs> I think it was Maybe him.
2: they changed. You're like, man, those guys are actually right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully our, our podcast or, you know, our show changes his mind. Or, who knows or, may,
1: or maybe he watched more than two minutes like last time. Because, I mean, I think, he, <laughs> I think he only watched like two minutes and then he commented. Uh, that was about it. Anyway, sorry. We got off maybe, on the tangent. Maybe you
0: remembered what your parents say. You know, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. You know but that's actually bad advice <laughs> sometimes it's okay to say something not nice you know it's like that's that's exactly where i think we're heading is basically we need to be able to point out understand that truth is love you know be able to share the truth with people you know so regardless of people's feelings and emotions things like that of course you can try to bring it up you know but don't let that basically i think some people are just overly like always thinking about oh, afraid to hurt someone's feelings what if i say something wrong and then basically they won't be able to you know come to jesus because i offended them certain way you know and our job is to just preach the word preach the truth we do the farmer's thing of just sowing and then basically god will take it from there you know so we need to just from from genesis to revelations share and you know if it's something looks like it's very harsh in the bible don't try to sugarcoat it you just say it directly you know like, for example, when Jesus was saying about, you know, drinking my uh, what's called blood and eating my flesh, you know, that doesn't sound too great. And when he said that, you guys need to be cannibals. Too, yeah, right? it, it pretty much sounds like you need to be cannibals. And people are like, what the heck is wrong with this person? You know, and they like, a lot of them took off. And he, he could have been like, guys, guys, wait, 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 no, let me explain myself, you know. He's a clear stander. Just like letting everybody leave. You know, he's like doesn't care about that. He's shaking. And actually he after ruffling people's feathers, you know?
2: After they left, he's like, Look, and the twelve are still there. Like, don't it. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: He's like, even like, oh, you guys are still here? And I was like, Are you sure you guys don't want to leave? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, after all, I did just say eat my flesh.
0: Exactly. Did like, you not hear what start. I just said? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much yeah. So they're like, I'm sure in their mind they're like, What the heck is wrong with this guy? But hey, we'll, we'll sit, you know, we'll, we'll wait, you know, like where where are we gonna go, you know? <laughs> so then he's like but yeah, so basically that's my point is I think you know it's getting to the point that you know being on the fence is gonna be very difficult, very uncomfortable, that you're gonna have to pick a side, you know. And and it's awesome. That I am hopeful. I see a lot of people waking up and like for example, right now, even the whole left and right, you just see how much of a this paradigm shift based on how things are just completely going opposite. So left or right, which side are you on, you know? Uh the God loving, God fearing, or basically the other side that God hating and just you know hates uh you know, people, humanity about, you know, against, uh, what is called kids, children, you know, the slaughter of babies, the unborn. So basically I think we're basically approaching really hard times. You know, I believe we're going to be here during the tribulation, not during the wrath. That's the thing. I think a lot of people get confused the tribulation and the wrath of God, two separate things. So that's, I think a very (laughs) bad thing A future. I think a lot of Christians are going to be like, so shocked and be like, they won't know how to handle themselves because in their mind, they were just so set on this concept of that we're not going to go through any persecution. I'm just going to be on my nice sofa and my nice couch. And then when God, God's just going to lift me off the couch here and take me to heaven on the couch there, you know,
2: to my heavenly couch
0: to my heavenly couch. And they basically, whenever you're ingrained in that, you you get this attitude of, oh, well, what's the point of doing anything? What's the point of resisting? What's the point of, you know, standing up for anything, you know, God knows how it's going to end. We win in the end. So basically, it's, it's kind of, you use that as ex, an excuse to not do something, not to, not to take action, not to stand up for your neighbor that's maybe going to persecution, is being attacked or something. You see, you know, somebody that didn't want to put on a mask, for example, you know, that's a, that's a very minimal, uh, what's called, persecution. persecution, you know, of course, people that were like devoured by lions, they'll be like laughing at this kind of persecution. But the sad thing is, a lot of people can't even stand up to that.
2: So you're kind of wondering, you know,
0: all these people like, you know, all saying they're gonna, they'll do anything. I'll take a bullet for, uh, for God, I'll do this for God. But at the same time, you know, we can't win a simple battle of, you know, not wearing a mask or something so Everything starts with small and it grows, you know? So basically, and then magically think you're gonna be able to resist, you know, the mark of the beast and things like that. So we see the globalist agenda. We see where they're heading. They want, the name of the game is control. They want control. They want to know who you are, where you are, with who are you, who are you associated with, you know. That's why the Bible said you won't be able to buy or sell anything without the mark of the beast, you know. So everything is heading there. It's, you know, you just see it. If you read the Bible, if you look into this, it's insane just how you see everything just just coming together, you know. And I believe, you know, that, you know, there's going to, again, Christians are going to become powerful as well. I don't believe, like, you know, we're just going to be these, like, sheep, like, (laughs) yeah. god save us you know things that i mean you will come at the end you know with this final battle but i think it's gonna be two big powerful systems the christian side and the unchristian side so basically it's going to be darkness versus light that's where gonna be the final battle so it's gonna be victorious and then we have jesus coming like yeah with a sword and chopping everybody up you know yeah, which
1: actually by the way revelations is a really dark uh, uh what is it called it's a really dark story in the bible uh yeah. And if you, if you read the last, I mean, it does talk about how, like, yeah. in the final fight, uh, Jesus is, they, they talk about him riding on a horse, right? And the horse will have blood to the hooves. I mean, yeah. that's quite a bit of blood. That's, <laughs> exactly. Cause that's
0: look. Yeah, because Jesus is not coming back as this, you know, little lamb to suffer again or things yeah. like that. He's coming with a sword. He's, he's yeah, coming he's coming back
1: as the lion rather than the lamb.
0: Yeah. yeah, because first time he came as a lamb, second time he's coming back as a lion. He's coming down to lay down the law, show who's in charge,
1: you know? And I mean, so so so, so that's another thing, is uh like Bible, like the churches, right? Um, we, I think more often than not, we just don't talk about, uh, you know, yeah. so, so certain churches only talk about the love of God and certain churches only talk about the wrath of God, right? And yeah. It's like, it's like, like, they can't get the middle for whatever reason. It, like God has two sides. He has, he has the wrath, and then he has the love, right? So he has the love for his children, the ones who are exactly. truly saved, and then he has the wrath against the people that are not his children. I mean, you, throughout the whole entire Old Testament, it was always, you know, Israelites were his children. The, uh, you know, the Philistines were not, right? And I mean, what happened to the Philistines? Almost always, they got they got trounced. But here's the problem, though. If you talk about his own children, when they misbehaved, they also got, uh, you know, they also got problems and like, you know, they would leave uh, Jerusalem for a while or, or, you know, they'd be taken over or, you know, like the story of Daniel. I mean, he, he wasn't, you know, it was taken over by Babylon, right? I mean, so, so the fact is, is that there's consequences for everyone's actions, but more than anything else, it's that the churches do not teach that there are consequences and that's the bible is the bible stop trying to make it like start trying to stop trying to like finagle it into your yeah, own yeah
0: exactly maybe try basically try to change the bible to fit the society that we see around us. like oh this is accepted how can we twist the, the bible or find another language that yes actually means no you know or basically you know trying to twist things rather than just unapologetically you know preaching the word and basically we need a change to match and you know support and agree with the bible rather than trying to change the bible to agree to the society's norm.
2: yeah i mean the, the bible says that god said to abraham basically i will build a model nation through you basically the entire point of israel was to be a model nation to the entire world the savior would come through Israel to the entire world because all these countries all these nations they kept trying to pretty much figure out their own system their own human way of running government and G- and God says this is how you run a government you know for example one thing you would not re- would not find in the bible uh, interesting is that there's no concept of prisons in the bible there's you pay a fine For, you know, somebody steals your car, the government's supposed to say, you owe him four cars. You're like, hey, that's a good deal. Can you (laughs) steal another car from me? That's a good investment. (laughs) That's a good investment. I'll do that all day long. You know, so for example, then there's beatings or there's execution. You did something wrong, you get a beating, you pay a fine, you come back to your family, you stay with your family, your family does not lose a provider, for example, if one of them decide to do something. But if you do something completely wicked, like raping somebody or something, you get executed. You know, that's an example for somebody else. Public, public execution, execution.
0: Because it's an example to other people. Like, ooh, I don't want that outcome. Yeah. I shouldn't do that.
2: And the people, are, well, that's not very Christian. <laughs> That's the biblical system, and it says, and and when it says like, hey, did you come to cancel the uh, Moses's law? And Jesus, no, I did not come to cancel it. I came here for to fulfill Moses's law. You know, when their 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 moral law stayed. Basically, we still. I mean, did it change? Like, oh, okay, so the Moses law changed. Therefore, you, we can lie now. We can steal now. We can murder now. You know, uh, things did not change. But also, um, I think it would be kind of also to good, be touch, good to touch what do we think the future of America is in particular, uh, you know, Christian. Like, I, I think we all agree that there's going to be extreme persecution of Christians all over the world. You know, when the, when, the, when the forces of darkness separate from, you know, God's people, it says in the Bible that the Antichrist will make war with the saints – um and but i i was you know I, i've been always thinking about america in particular what do you guys think about you know the future of america before the coming of jesus christ
1: so i heard a theory that they said that uh, america was going to be destroyed like the whole place is going to be leveled because apparently we're going to be i think it was the third uh trumpet or something like that where they said that a third of the world is going to be gone and we would be on that third, apparently. Um, that's that's one of the theories I've heard. Um, I don't know um, if that's going to happen necessarily. I do think that, regardless of who wins, and this is something that I that I I can't stress enough, regardless of if it's Democrats or Republicans, right? The fact is is that both sides have have wicked people, right? So yeah. Democrats, for example, right now, they're more out about their wickedness. Yeah. Republicans still hide it a little bit. But the fact is, is that that's why I say I'm a Christian conservative, right? So I yeah. want to conserve the Constitution because the Constitution was on a founding of Christianity where the most of the founders were Christian. Um, I want, I'm a conservative in the aspect that I'm, uh, I, I want to have my inalienable rights, right? I want to have my gun. I want to I make sure that I can protect my family, protect me, right? Um, and then I also uh, believe in Christ. So because of that, I'm a Christian, right? So my politics will, al- will always, always, always follow what the Bible says, right? Um, yeah. So in the end, I'm not really Republican or Democrat. I'm a Christian conservative. Right yeah. now, Trump is doing a better job at, at doing this. Um, anyway, sorry, this I guess this went off a little bit off of the church thing, but I'll, I'll tie it back a little bit. Uh, basically, Trump is doing a little bit better. But, you know, the the problem is, is that a lot of Christians, for example, they're so afraid, and churches in particular, are so afraid of they're losing their, uh, what is it, 501 status, right? So they yeah, yeah five, 501 status. They're so afraid of it that they're, they're like afraid to even speak out of the fact that, you know, yeah. listen, you guys shouldn't be voting Democrat, you know? I mean, the fact is, is there's per- there's churches out there the pastor won't even, like, mention it. He's afraid to. You know why? Because he's like, well, what if my 501 status goes away? Who cares?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Screw your 501 status.
0: Yeah, they, Screw compromising the message, you know, yeah. save a tax status. Yeah. It's like Satan,
2: Satan offers you, like, it's you don't have to pay taxes if you keep your mouth shut.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they have to just check everything with Satan. Like, is this okay, Mike? Like, that's why you're kind of, you know, you don't see churches. A lot of churches, they will up front just say, vote for Trump or something like that, you know? Not saying that Trump's, again, all godly. But right now, out of the positions, heck yeah, he's doing a better job and has more balls than a lot of Christians. But basically, uh uh-oh, did I freeze? No, you guys are good. Alright, so basically, yeah, what was I saying? That He has a lot more balls <laughs> than a lot of Christians, and that's why you don't see a lot of churches. They won't just up front say, clearly Biden is for the murdering of children, you know, and so it's a clear, you know, there's, there we basically, they often have to kind of wishy-washy around certain topics, you know, because of the, they're kind of in chain, chained up to, you know, this 501c3 right. thing.
1: And, so, and if they won't even fight back against this 501c3, right? Yeah. What, do so, I mean, you expect them to fight back against this this thing that they're planning to put in the right arm? Yeah, exactly. Like the forehead. I mean, yeah. What if they take away your five hundred one C three status? Uh-huh
2: it'll be political if the church if the, if, if the 501c3 ch- churches refuse to tell their congregations, say like we we cannot tell you whether you should take the chip or not or the mark or not uh, it's, it's your decision it's your decision we don't want it that's politics you know you know mark of the yeah. beast that's politics and, you yeah. know
0: and yeah. that's a big brainwash that christians guys yeah. like don't get into politics don't get into this you know basically all the foundational based a lot of important things like basic politics just because you're not getting into politics doesn't mean politics is not getting into you because basically it's literally just deciding that's the world you're living in you know regarding the rules the laws things like that and we're supposed to challenge the rules and the laws especially if it contradicts the you know god's law that comes first
1: and the problem is is that a lot of christians seem to misunderstand where this separation of church and state comes from it's a letter from I believe it was Thomas Jefferson to a Baptist church at that time where the Baptist church pastor was afraid that they were going to take away certain rights because at that time certain Baptist churches were having problems right in certain areas and let alone I mean it's not a surprise it was democratic areas but anyway so uh the Baptist churches were having a problem so one of these pastors writes a letter to Thomas Jefferson where he basically asks about all of this, right? And Thomas Jefferson replies with, um, you know, we, we wrote in this, this amendment for, for the church because of the fact that, you know, we wanted the, the state to be separated from the church, right? Not the church being separated from the state, which is a very important uh, difference. Anyway, um,
0: Oh, we've passed the thirty-minute mark. Let's do wrap-up thoughts, Dimitri. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I,
2: quickly on uh, fi- uh, the separation of church and state, the main thing, what the separation of church and state basically, the um, no snap. The government cannot u- force a certain religion on its on on the people. The, go- the right. government force because that was the biggest issue. That like, for example, you know. If if there was no separation, for example, let's say America became majority Muslim, and then they decide the Islam decides to use the force of the government to force Islam on America. That's the reason that the separation of church and protects the citizens from something like that happening. So, let's like say the Catholic Church, if they combine with the government, the the Catholic Church cannot force the. Uh, the government basically can the catholic church cannot use the government force to go and make everybody become catholics the if the islam becomes the majority they cannot use the force of the government to go and force islam on everybody that's the biggest that's the biggest thing what separated the church and the state basically but um i just wanted to quickly just kind of uh say about that but um yeah, so what What I think is going to happen with America, there's a couple options. One option is that America will be the center of persecution of Christians. Uh, and, you know, it is kind of sad because it seems like for the past three, four hundred years, very God-fearing people from all over the world gathered into America, you know, to escape persecution it almost seems like god gave an area of refuge for many christians all over the world and it would it would be very sad to if america turned into the center of persecution of christians what i feel in my spirit is that america will actually be the center of preaching the gospel to the entire world and america will remain the center of refuge for Christians all over the world that will be persecuted. I believe that Christians will gain ground again in America. I think Christians will fight back and gain the rights back and defeat Satan in in America. And I think that God will use America to pretty much preach the gospel all over the world during the difficult times where Uh, and the antichrist will build his kingdom in other like in the european in the european union in australia in china and all these other other countries i think america will be the place where christian uh, or the gospel will be preached until jesus christ comes um you know that's not a guarantee this is something that i feel is going to happen uh there might be another Country or two that might also be centers of refuge for Christian Christians. I don't think I don't think that the Antichrist will be uh, will be fully dominant everywhere in the world. Like for example, if you remember the statue that the, Daniel saw and the last government, which was of the feet of the giant or of the statue, it was clay and iron. And clay and iron do not mix. They are separate. No matter how much you try to mix clay and iron, because, you know, remember (coughs) the head of the statue was solid gold. The shoulders of the statue were actually like solid silver, you know, and it just keeps going down. But the feet is iron and clay. It's separated. It's not mixed. So basically, I don't believe the Antichrist kingdom will be – it actually says also somewhere that his – kingdom will be weak in some areas some areas will be really strong
0: so it'll be like pockets basically it'll be it'll be
2: yeah so i think there will be or if even if it is strong in america i think that america will end up breaking up into one or two parts where the christians will still conserve their own values or communities and within like states or areas whatever that's just, um, you know, and I think it'll be like that till when. And then it says Jesus will cut the time short because if he did not cut the time short, there will not be any flesh saved. Because I think the the battle between the dark side and the light side it'll just continue getting heated up worse and worse and worse basically until it'll be like full out war where i don't think no flesh would be saved so i think that's when it says in the bible that jesus will cut those days short for the sake of the elect um and uh I guess this is where i want to stop for today and then i guess yeah. peter you can have a last shot you can shut down the club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes i think what is called definitely especially if when if left gets their way, if not on this election, maybe the next, who knows, basically, but I think more you'll see things that, common things where we, you know, practice, like going, you know, being able to read the Bible, be be able to pray, be able to gather at a a church service, you know, more things that, everyday things that we do as Christians, what we, you know, practicing our belief, there may come a time, there will come a time that basically a lot of these things, Act, these normal activities that we do will become illegal, you know, just like we right now even seeing from California side, you know, a democratic state and things like that, that they're like really enforcing the whole thing with uh, churches not being able to gather, for example, you know, they're getting crazy fines, a lot of them. So basically now a lot of feathers are being ruffled with uh, the Christians. So a lot of people that were just kind of sitting, you know, oh, nothing's bothering me. Now it's shaking their church a little. Now somebody's knocking on their door, you know, you're not allowed to gather things like that. So I think it's coming, it's more right now we're seeing, that basically you have to decide whose law are you following, you know, whenever law starts contradicting the Bible, when biblical or things we do, our faith becomes illegal. What do we do? You know, and there's actually perhaps we'll wrap up with a, a recommendation for everybody. I recommend everybody to go watch uh, the movie it came out not too long ago uh, called Infidel really good movie it's actually in theaters right now it just kind of shows regarding christian, christian persecution and actually talks shows about the future of christianity i really highly highly recommend that movie it is really awesome uh who, who wrote it what's the guy's name
2: dinesh d'Souza i know he made yeah. the movie i'm not sure who's exactly the author of but it basically based on the true stories of few situations of several christians yeah who, went through the persecution, you know, in Islam. Yeah, the,
1: yeah,
0: the guy that was in Passion of the Christ, the main actor there, played the role of Jesus. He actually is the main role in this movie. So very highly recommend the movie and everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is probably another multi-part. <laughs> I think all of our episodes are multi-part episodes that we can down the road maybe uh, come back and touch and maybe update on what's going on exactly in this world. But thank you for joining everybody. Thank you, gentlemen and uh till next time don't forget to follow comment subscribe tell your friends and all that good stuff and let, let's get us to a thousand so we can get victor on and so he can reveal his magnificent face to all of us once and for all all right thank you gentlemen and god bless you and god bless america See you later. stay strong